6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. All right, time for a segment that's called How Does That Make You Feel? And this is a a good conversation, a regular monthly check-in with Dr. Gans Ferentz. It's a a popular segment on our sister station in Edmonton, 630 Ched. Uh, I have to welcome Dr. Gans Ferentz to the drive this afternoon. Dr. Ferentz, of course, a psychologist, uh, an author, a speaker. Dr. Ferentz, thank you for being here today. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Ted. Uh, and, And we're talking about... Um, crying this afternoon, as in why crying is so cathartic, and, and why did you want to dig into this today? Oh, man. Well, you know, like with everything that we've been dealing with, with the pandemic for the last couple of years, and just the stress of all the like social upheaval, the economic upheaval, the uncertainty, uh, most of us, and I know I feel this personally, I feel, you know, like almost ready to pop in lots of ways emotionally, yeah. you know? And so, uh, and I've, I've seen it and I feel it with uh, other people I work with and just the, just general people in general. And so, you know, one of the things that really can get us in trouble is when we don't pay attention to our emotions and we keep stuffing and we keep just kind of like st- storing it away. And sometimes uh, a good cry helps us feel way, way better. Okay. Is it kind of like a natural release for our body? Well, it is, you know, because listen, if, uh, you know, nature gave us emotions and um, that's, <laughs> we, we, we have them, we should use them. And when we take the time to um, honor them, then we function better. We function better as people and we have better relationships. We also uh, free up energy to be able to do more things in life, right? Uh, whether, whether that's in performance at our jobs or, you know, uh, dealing with our families or whatever. And, and yes, so crying is actually a natural thing, as is, as are all the emotions. Uh, yeah. Particularly for us guys, you know, we tend to think that we just kind of keep sucking it up, right, and keep pushing through. And unfortunately, this is one of the reasons I think that, you know, women live longer than guys is because we don't deal with our emotions in as healthy a way as women do generally. Okay, interesting you mentioned that. Um, I j- just because, um, like, like physiologically, physiologically, uh, Gans, what's go- what's going on? Like when when we cry, like is there is there like a physiological reaction that like a chemical reaction in our brain? Well, so it's it's more of a, a release of um, you know there are certain hormones that get released and there are just just a release of tension and pent up energy that we have right. And so when we when we cry and and crying can it doesn't always have to be because of something sad. We can cry because we're touched. We can cry because we feel moved or cry because we're happy. But there is, there is something about things just letting down and letting go. And, uh, you know, there was a time, um, well, uh, let me back up a little bit. So uh, when I was young, my grandmother was my primary caregiver, right? She, she was the one who stayed home while my parents worked, and so I grew up with her. Then when I when uh, she got older, I was her primary caregiver when she got uh, to the place where she needed help. And, you know, she passed away and I was in my 20s and I couldn't cry. I, I didn't cry. And so, you know, I just did what I needed to do. I took care of the funeral. I took care of, you know, the people around me and, and did everything uh, that I needed to. But what happened was that, um, you know, I found that I was a lot more angry and I was pretty irritable and um, I was difficult to get to be around. And this went on for a number of years. 
until I started to get therapy from a good psychologist. And one of the things we worked on was helping me to figure out how to cry, how to release these emotions that had been pent up and were stuffing all the good emotions, but, you know, just sort of letting me express anger and frustration instead of (laughs) like the full range of emotions, which, you know, was not fun for anybody around me. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I, I think a lot of people might be in the same shoes as yourself, Gans, with respect to, uh, in, in some instances, just talking from my own personal perspective, and sometimes it's very easy to cry, um, you know, sadness and that type of thing, or if something moves you in a movie. And But then at other times, I'm surprised when it does not happen. And I guess that's that's the whole naturalness of it, isn't it? Like how you can and cannot at certain times? Yeah, you, you kind of do want to get into the, um, it, you know, it's a little bit of a skill where you give yourself permission to just sort of let it happen as it comes up. I mean, yeah. you know, we're appropriate, right? If you're in a board meeting or whatever, or whatever, that's maybe not the right time, right? But, you know, generally, if you're moved in a movie or different things like that, you can allow yourself to cry. But sometimes if you need to cry and you just, you can't get there, there are things that you can do to help that along. Um, you know, there are things like uh, what they call mood congruent music, right? Like you listen to sad music or you watch something yeah. that is sad or, or people, other people sort of crying or having emotions that you also are having at that moment can actually help to trigger you to be able to release that. One of the things that I find that's very uh, useful for me is writing in my journal. When I write in my journal, um, well, and you know, I've, I've worked at it for a while, a number of years now, but if I'm writing in my journal, I know that, okay, well, I'm not going to be disturbed. I can actually express my feelings, my raw emotions the way I need to. And as they come up, I have learned and practiced to just allow myself to feel what I feel. Sometimes I'm angry, so I'm carving through the paper, you know what I mean, or swearing yeah, in yeah. my journal, right? Other times I'm laughing, but sometimes I'm crying, right? Um, yeah. But, but yeah, you can actually help that along if you're having a difficult time kind of accessing those tears and accessing that release. And, and coming full circle, uh, we're, we've been going two years now with, with yeah. COVID and that. Hopefully, like, I mean, fingers crossed the light at the end of the tunnel, March 1st is coming up here for, for the province and most of us here. But, but it's, it's just interesting how there's probably been a, 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 a huge amount of pent-up emotions kind of impacting all yeah. of our behavior during the pandemic, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, uh, I, I talk about, um, actually I was doing a, a presentation this morning, and I was talking about this, this concept of, well, I call it the executive monkey. Uh, and so <laughs> the research was this. Um, they, had, they, had, they, taught them, they taught monkeys to do these uh, tasks, like puzzles and different things like that, right? And as the puzzles, as the, as the tasks got more complex, they would punish the monkeys if they made mistakes, right? This, this was done in the 70s and 60s, so they didn't really have great ethics with how they treated animals back then, <laughs> right? But um, so they'd shock the monkey, and, you know, um, and then they kept doing this for a while, and then they t- tested the monkey's stress level, and they found that it was, you know, obviously significant. So they repeated the, they repeated the experiment, but this time they had two monkeys. One, they had a worker monkey that was doing the tasks, and they had another monkey that was along for the ride that basically they called an executive monkey. And the executive monkey would just get shocked every time the worker monkey made a mistake, but had no, no say in what was happening. 
And what they found when they um, looked at the stress levels of the two monkeys in the second scenario, the worker monkey had the same stress level as the other monkey in the worker scenario, but the executive monkey had a much, much higher stress level. And it was because the, that monkey was dealing with the consequences that he or she had no control over. Well, because of COVID, because of everything we've been through, we are all executive monkeys in this scenario. We don't, we've all had to deal with the consequences of all this stuff, but we have zero control over it, right? And so, yes, you're absolutely right. There's just so much pent up emotion, so much frustration uh, around the uncertainty, around the ups and downs. Are we getting through? We're not, you know what I mean? That, you know, when we don't have an outlet or our emotions in a healthy way, then they pop out or bleed out in unhealthy ways. And that's a problem for us and also everybody in our vicinity. Yeah, no kidding. Dr. Ferentz, thank you so much for the chat this afternoon. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, my pleasure. Look forward to talking to you again soon.